everybody, welcome to the Midweek Refresher. Um, I wanna to make today's a little bit more in depth, so maybe five or six minutes. Uh, I just was real, I walked out of Sunday morning's talk about the journey that God has us on and how faith is a big part of that journey and how really um, believing and understanding and knowing God's vision for our lives is something that changes what it means to follow Jesus. Once we start to really grasp the fact that God has a vision for our life that's more than just kind of getting by or doing our responsibilities, it really, I think, opens up a world of possibilities for who we are and why we're here and what we're called to accomplish. And so um, I want to just expound on that just a little bit more. And I was I was thinking about, I'm actually going to use notes today. I don't do that very often, but thinking about... Um, you know, like things that I've done half-heartedly in my life. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to do something, maybe you felt obligated to do it, but you just, your heart wasn't in it. Um, so I joined, this is not like a big deal, but I joined a NBA fantasy football, or no, fantasy basketball league like two years ago. And after the first few weeks, I just wasn't into it. Just my heart wasn't into it. And, uh, and you know, I could tell because it's every time it was time to do something um, that had to do with it, I was like, didn't have the, you know, kind of the energy for it or the motivation for it. It's a little bit of an obligation. I just did what I had to do to get by. Like I just set my lineups and let it go. I didn't check it very often. I wasn't super invested. I wasn't like excited like I am when I do fantasy football. You know, I wasn't like, you know, texting people about it and checking on it. And so I was just phoning it in. And I think that that's part of what I was trying to communicate on Sunday is that there's different ways that we can, um, we can experience Christianity, quote unquote. I don't think that there's different ways that we're supposed to follow Jesus, but I do think that Christianity is this big umbrella that can um, like contain some things that don't look a lot like what Jesus meant when he said, follow me. And really that's what, what I, my heart is for and at City Light and in the vineyard is about learning um, to become followers of Jesus and not just like cultural Christians, if that makes any sense. And so, you know, I think that kind of phoning it in would look like, you know, just this this foundational level of like, well, I'm moral, I quote unquote, I obey the rules, I believe the right things, and, and maybe look the part. And see, Jesus is just wanting so much more for us. What I think he wants is, I was trying to boil it down to like one sentence. I'm, it's hard because it's abstract. Remember, I said at the end of the teaching on Sunday, this is kind of abstract. So today I'm trying to put a little bit of meat on the bones, but I, I think it's an unconditional yes to God. Like my life in my heart, that is there an unconditional yes to God? And that's hard. And, and I, I think that part of the journey of faith of following Jesus is taking away some of the conditions over time that I'm going to be refined and become more and more like Jesus and more open to his spirit and his leading and less um, grasping on to control of my life. And um. You know, I heard a description of, of like a monkey. You put something into a little jar and a way that you can trap a monkey is you put something he wants in a jar and he'll reach in. And then once he grabs it, because he's got a fist, he won't be able to grab his hand. He won't be able to pull his hand out. He doesn't know to let go of it because he wants that thing so badly. And I think that we do that. We have these things that we're holding on to and they keep us, they keep us trapped. And a lot of the freedom that God has for us is about letting go letting go of our ego, letting go of some of the things that, that we're pursuing that maybe God isn't pursuing, letting go of 
you know, um, our vision or our cultural vision for our life and embracing God's vision for our life. And so we see an example of this. Jesus meets this guy um, and he has this exchange with him. The man comes into Jesus and says, what do I need to do to get to eternal life? What do I need to do? And, and it was more than just the afterlife. It was kind of like he's asking him, like the good life. You know, what do I need to do to have the blessed life? And he's already rich, which would have been an anomaly at that time that where Jesus was hanging out. There wasn't a lot of rich people. And so um, he says, he, he says, you know, um, why do you ask what's good? There's only one who is good. And then he says, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. And then this guy replies, which ones? And I think it shows that same kind of heart of like, phoning it in like I did with that fantasy basketball league. Like what's the bare minimum I can do to get in? What's the bare minimum I can do to get into heaven, to be considered a Christian, maybe to be blessed by God in this life. I want to just meet that bare minimum requirement. Um, instead of saying there are so many things that God has for me, how much more can I give? Not what's the least I can give, but what's the most I can give. And, and he's, he's got that, what's the least I can do attitude. So Jesus kind of goes along with him and lists some of the commandments and he goes, Oh, wow. Hey, I've kept all those. What, what do I still lack then? And so then Jesus just kind of skips what everyone would have expected him to do at that time, which is what the Pharisees or the Sadducees, different, you know, kind of groups who interpreted the law at that time would have had their own list that they would have brought out. And he says, you know what? If you want to be perfect or if you want to be mature or if you want to be complete, it's this really cool Greek word. He says, go sell your possessions and give them to the poor. And I don't think, you know, the point isn't, hey, everybody who wants to be a follower of Jesus, sell everything you own. The point was this guy, the, the, his hand in the jar was his possessions. And Jesus was, was just calling him out. He's like, listen, if you want to do more than just kind of get by, if you want to do more than just phone it in, um, the bare minimum if you really want to experience the life that I'm offering you, you got to be all in. And this guy had one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. And there's so many verses where Jesus talks about how that's just not, it's not going to get you to where you want to go because it's not the way that you get there. Right? So Jesus is offering us this thing that we want, this, this life abundantly, this life eternal, um, heaven now in our hearts and in our lives. He's offering that to us. But we're saying, I want that, but I don't want to get there the way you tell me I have to get there. And you know, I want to hold on to these things in my life. And Jesus talks about this in another place. He talks about how he's praying for us before he goes to the cross. And he says, you know, he says to his father, I do not pray that you take them out of the world. Okay. But that you would protect them while they're in the world. So he wants us to be in the world. I'm not saying here, like, you know, you know, Christians shouldn't enjoy life. And, you know, you can, this is this attitude, right? This concept I'm talking about leads to legalism. Okay. I'm going to get there. We're talking about grace in a second, but it leads to legalism because we're, we, the only way we know how to do this is to perform. And that's not the ticket. Okay. The ticket is to give our hearts to God over and over again and to rely on his grace to change us. But he says, I want you to be in the world, but I don't want you to be of the world. And there's a difference. And I think you can tell when you're just in the world and when you're becoming of the world. When you and I are starting to become owned by the world instead of owned by God. And, and this is, this is just a lifelong process. So there's no condemnation in this talk. There's no, um, there's no judgment. There's no, I'm looking at you and you're looking at that person and that person's looking at that person. There's no like, let's rate each other and who, you know, that is all not of God. 
right? We're the, the, the picture is we're all at the foot of the cross at the same level on our knees before the mercy of God, but he's drawing us up higher and higher into him. And he's changing us from day to day to become more like him if we let him. And so let me just finish by, by talking about this. In Hebrews, um, Hebrews chapter 11, we talked about all these people of faith and how faith is, you know, having this vision for what God wants to do that you can't see yet. And he says a couple things that have always stuck out to me. One of them is he says that these people were looking for a country that, that was not their own. And what he, he says, a country that was a heavenly country. And basically what he's saying is they kind of knew that they didn't belong here because their priorities were different because their vision for life was different, because their mindset was different, because they put God and his kingdom first above all the things of the world. And he said it made them such that they felt like strangers or foreigners in their very land that they live in. And I think that's a part of what I think God wants to do in me and what he wants to do in you is say, you're, you are different. You are not someone who's pursuing the American dream first. You're not pursuing the cultural dream first. You're pursuing the kingdom dream. You're pursuing who Jesus has called you to be. And I'm telling you, there is freedom in that. It's not like, I think, you know, religion over time has sold that as this, as this performance that you're not measuring up to and then beat you over the head with it to motivate you. It's not that. Okay, but it's, it's this beautiful picture of partnership with God and the Holy Spirit that allows you to become everything that you were ever meant to be. So let me, let, how do we do this? Let's just be practical and then I'm going to close. Um, how do we do this? I think that what I'm talking about very practically is bringing Jesus up the priority list of your life, raising him up to the top of the priority list. And here's some ways I would do that. So for instance, like this is super practical. If I wanted to like um, add a hobby to my life, or if I wanted to lose weight, or if I wanted to become more proficient in something, um, you know, in my job, here's some things I would do. First, I would make a decision. Like this is a decision that I make. I want to elevate the priority of Jesus in my life. I want to say, Jesus, I don't want to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. I want to be all in God. I want to, you know, sell, sell myself to you. Right? So it's a decision. And then it's, it's a reliance on grace, keeping grace in view so it doesn't become performance, right? So like, even as this is part of how you have a decision you have to make, it's not about you. It's about who Jesus is and what he's doing in your life. And it's not about, I have to achieve these performance levels so God will love me or so I'll be better. It's about understanding and receiving what he has already done in your life and starting to line your life up with who he is. Okay. Um, it's making decisions based on the influence, based on this, the influence of this value over other competing values. So, you know, like, like if I'm choosing to, to maybe get in shape, I might want to relax tonight, but what I will do is go for a run or go exercise or go lift weights because I have a value that's competing with other values, but I choose to make my decisions in line with this new value. So starting in your life to make your decisions about everything, 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 based on this value, the ethic of the kingdom, the value of the kingdom, the value of Jesus, as opposed to all the other competing values. I would educate myself. I would learn more. This is another way that you can grow in taking your whole self and putting it into the vision that God has for your life, is learn about God, learn about him, learn about what he wants to do in your life. Um, I would create space for that. Like if I need to exercise, I have to carve out time for it. If I want to if I want to grow in this and putting Jesus first, I need to create space in my life. I need to create space for faith and for God. 
I need to connect with like-minded people. That's what, why we do church and why we do small groups and why we do outreaches together. It's all built into what we're trying to do here at City Lake. Connecting with like-minded people will help you grow in this. And don't give up. Like in every endeavor and every time when you're trying to make life change, there's a desire and a temptation to give up because it gets hard. And so that has to be part of this too. So I wanted to just elaborate because I walked out of Sunday feeling like it was very abstract. And, and I'm hoping to like, I'm hoping you'll catch this. Um, it's not a performance. It's not a list of things. That, we're not comparing ourselves to each other. But I'm hoping you'll catch this, that Jesus has more for me and he has more for you. That there is this beautiful life that he wants to live with you. And he's calling you up into this vision that he has for your life. And he's, he's offering this to you. He's not forcing it onto you. He's not asking you to measure up. He's offering it to you. And these are just some practical things that we can do to join God in what he's already wanting to do in our lives. Um, that we could have an unconditional yes to God. That he would rise to the top of the priorities in our life. So um, I hope that that explains Sunday a little more. I hope it's encouraging. Um, if you want to talk further, if this is something God's stirring in your heart, I would love to talk to you. Just shoot me an email. This Sunday, we're going to do uh, the second thing. So remember, we talked about faith, hope, and love. We're going to be talking about hope this Sunday. And so come on out. Bring your friends. It's going to be a great Sunday, and I can't wait to see you again.